Hey, this is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. To the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Latimer Jr., and my co-host Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? It's going good, man. It's been a great week. You know, I think the cool part about these weeks is they keep on going, is you really get to sit back and realize, Jesus, we're we're, we're like we're we're in 2017, you know, like we're we're going full steam ahead. I mean, we're already waiting for May to come, and I feel like you know, special time for me in my life, but I feel like we just began in January with the birth of my daughter now. Just like time really does keep on flowing. It does, man. I mean, before you know it, you're gonna be celebrating that first year. You oh. know, that birthday. <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's 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 crazy. We have a me and Paul have a mutual friend that we follow on Facebook and uh they just uh you know, they're ironically their daughter also turned one years old um so it's it's crazy when you see people going through achievements and reflections and you realize that like you're on that pace of going to get there it's just been life surreal you know it's just like everyone has their phases and you know i think one of the undervalued things of facebook is how you get to keep up with everybody and see like people living life and going through changes and stuff and it's it's remarkable yeah definitely um that's something i probably got to get into a little bit more is posting a little bit but you know i I tend to move in silence i guess that's just kind of my thing (laughs) the elusive Um, man (laughs) my biggest thing uh i I don't know i've been trying to keep up with reading a little bit more i just got um uh charlamagne the god's book black privilege uh and i'm like halfway done already it's a pretty it's a pretty inspirational book about you know how he came up through the through the ranks all the different obstacles he had to go through and the people that he had to meet in order to get to where he is now, which is, uh, you know, the host of the breakfast club. Um, so it's been, it's been really inspiring. And then, uh, it's just kind of getting me into, to reading again. I think, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a better use of my time and, um, just hearing about other people's stories kind of sparks my motivation again so that's kind of what i've been getting into this week yeah man i don't shoot that's that's definitely something right there charlamagne the god did not picture you as a person to read the book because i know you only you only slightly tuned into the breakfast club but i'm glad that the book has been a worthwhile experience i know he's had a lot of marketing and promo for it so it's good to see that he's actually delivering the good content but yeah i mean i'm, I'm on the same note. i'm trying to get more into reading but sadly my main reading device my kindle is not working i was heartbroken this weekend because i've been trying to like slowly dive back and finish what my uh, books i started as as people know longtime fans or you know people who are casualists probably can guess i'm i'm a fiction person i don't really dabble into the non-fiction as much as my co-host does because that's where i get my muse from but man it, it hurts because i you never know how much you miss something till it's gone and my, my kindle won't light up or anything so it's like i probably have to bite the bullet and get me a brand new one but i i i fully can attest how reading does make you feel like you're uh you're not necessarily wasting a lot of your days because you feel like you're doing something insightful and um but you know but bro you, you don't even need to um you don't even need to get a new kindle man i got you just gotta get the kindle app on your phone bro man i you know 
I, I have it on my phone. Kindle app is cool, but it's like I I, I like. I is like it a whole Kindle. different experience? It's not no, a whole it's... different experience because you know, was, for people who are like, oh man, you can do the same thing. It, it's you know it is, but the bigger thing I can have for the Kindle is bigger screen, and I just like having my I like the presentation of the Kindle itself. Like I like I just like having that like yo this holds on my books. Like I use my phone for everything. So I know me, if I'm, like, reading a book on my phone, I'll be like, oh, what's on Twitter? What's on this? Rather than yeah. just, you know, primarily focus on it. But now nah, I'm a Kindle man. I, you know, my, my, my mom got me when I was young. Girl. So I've always, <laughs> uh, I've kind of, like, broken the board and that's become my thing. So I'm, I'm going to get it. I, I mean, Amazon be giving away all this stuff. Everyone knows that. They got the layaway plans now. So you can spend, you can send, like, what, five bucks a month for some of those things. So you know, I'm just gonna get me an, a new one. It's been about a good amount of years, so probably time to invest. But man, I I miss it, man. I was in a bookstore today, and like the thing that always hits me is like I can never uh, buy books anymore. I have to like take a photo of it and go back and buy it on the Kindle store. <laughs> so I got me like free free pictures of books I wanna I wanna you know dive in when I get the chance. <laughs> this man said I'm in the bookstore to take pictures. Uh, they probably had they probably had someone looking over your shoulder like oh, I hope this dude don't take nothing, man. What? Man, security <laughs> in a bookstore is lax. Like, reading is one of those things that people don't like. I'm sure, like, if you people stole books, people would be like, "Yo, that you, I, I would have give that to you, bro." Like, come on, like, nah. But I mean, it's good. I, I will say though, I think the cool about it is I was in a Barney and Nobly, and uh, there was a <laughs> there was a healthy amount of interest of people in there. That I, you know, I used to remember I have to go into those stores, and it's just like quiet, no one's really in there. But this one had a lot of people in about, so I think reading's coming back in a little little bit of a fashion. So that's what I'm excited to hear about. But man. I, <laughs> Once again, we going out there about the perks of reading, but I think we need to go into our guest for the day, Mr. Jameson Ketchum. Not related to Ash for all of our uh, viewers in the know out there. Yo, dude hasn't even seen an episode of Pokemon. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Jameson, um, he's our guest for the day. He is the host of the Godspeed podcast. And um, as you can tell from the title, Jameson is a man of faith. He uh, is a huge, you know... He's huge into the Christian religion, and also he's huge into the music industry. So you're kind of going to you're going to get the best of both worlds from Jameson. Uh, he tells you about his inspirational stories about how he had to, you know, sleep in cars and uh, perform in concerts with his Christian brethren, uh, and it gets pretty crazy. I mean, not like crazy in the sense of you know music rock star crazy, but. It has moments where you're like, wow, man, I would have never guessed that that would happen on a Christian road tour. So uh, it's going to be an exciting story for you guys to listen to. Mm-hmm, it for sure is. And I think one of the cool things about him is that uh, he kind of parallels me and Paul because he also started the Godspeed podcast with his best friend. They've known each other since high school, which, you know, me and Paul got to be a little bit because elementary over here. <laughs> but that's neither the time or the place. So, um, But no, he... Um, he definitely brought a lot of energy and enthusiasm. He brought a lot of uh, perspective. And I think what's cool about him is that he's a very humble person. You know, his podcast is doing great things. You know, he, he told us he had some episodes where he hits 400 uh, listens and 
Then he has uh, several guests like comics and other uh, semi-famous or just, you know, musicians on there. So he, he's doing a lot of great things. And his podcast actually started, I believe, last year after ours. I want to say around the November, December area. But he's well on his way. And um, definitely hope that after you listen to this episode here, you guys go check out his podcast because I'm sure it is worthwhile, and if he brings the heat and energy that he brought us, I mean, why would you not want to check it out, you know? Most definitely, and, uh, you know, make sure that if you're listening to his podcast, let him know where you came from, you know, the Educated Hustle podcast, so that we can continue to show love to our guests on the show. Exactly, but, you know, let's show this man, Jameson, some love by getting into it. So without further ado, I introduce Jameson Ketchum. All right, folks, and today's guest is Mr. Jameson Ketchum from the Godspeed Podcast. Jameson, how you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? Awesome, man. We're just glad to have you here. And we just want to get started with, you know, why did you choose the name Godspeed for the, your podcast? And then tell us a little about it. Yeah, so, I well, I like to make the joke that it came from the movie The Rock with Sean Connery, because uh, Nicolas Cage's last name was Goodspeed. There's a whole speech about it. However, uh, the true story is that my co-host Ryan uh, is a writer like I am, and he's kind of doing a project right now that is tentatively titled Godspeed. Uh, we have a couple couple little connections to it. We figured that, you know, the, the meaning of it, you know, kind of, I guess we could have named it Cool Runnings because that's like peace be the journey. Uh, but, you know, just like <laughs> wishing someone, you know, a, a fruitful journey. We just thought, well, the point of this uh, podcast is to have conversations where we're being very honest about us figuring out our faith, us talking to other artists and figuring out where they stand. So we figured the best way to kind of convey that is to say, uh, we don't know everything, neither do you. We're not even going to pretend like we do, but let's let's be peaceful in this in this ride together. Powerful mm-hmm. stuff right there. And, and they, I think the crazy part about it is, you know, you and your co-host, Ryan, your story is a little bit similar to me and Paul because you guys also have known each other for like a, a long amount of time. And then you guys mm-hmm. are in this endeavor together. So, I mean, I know me and Paul talked about an introduction episode, you know, um, for any of the real fans out there that I remember that episode long ago. But could you tell us, like, <laughs> how has it been invaluable just having someone that you've known for such a long time and work together on something as big as a podcast? Because podcasting is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, – yeah, I don't know that there's many other people I could have a podcast with. Um, we come at it from completely different angles in some ways. I mean, the, a lot of the artists we've talked to kind of all come from the background that I've come from in music journalism. Ryan is always been a writer. Um, Ryan's uh, dr- seminary dropout. We've just always had these really intense, long conversations about faith and life. And, uh, you know, Ryan's married. He's got two little kids. I'm divorced. We, we couldn't we couldn't have more opposite uh, lives, lives at this point. So we figured, you know, of course, opposites are are always an interesting conversation. So, but having known him, I, I'm, Ryan and I have been friends since we were 13, since we were about freshman, sophomore in high school, and he's one of the very few people that I can, for one, be completely honest with without ever feeling any sort of you know judgment um, or anything like that. And I mean, just one of the people I'm certainly closest to outside my family, where we can have these conversations. You can reveal things that you're just like, uh, I really don't, I'm, I'm going to sound like a total jerk right now. when I say that I think this, and the guy's just, uh, he's just kind of a saint. He kind of just responds with every, responds to everything with just like a lot of love and care and attention and support. And 
uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think I could have done this with anybody else, which I assume is the same for you two guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, that's my right hand man right there, you know. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> had to blow it up one time. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's really good that you guys uh, put the podcast together, and um, you know, you guys definitely interview a lot of guests on your show, and just kind of like how we do. Um, what are some guests that our listeners can look forward to? And who do you who what is a typical type of guest that you get on the show? Yeah, that's been kind of a fun project that side of things because we I knew that I wanted to do interviews because that's what I'd come up doing in music journalism for so many years and and I and I thought well I have all these contacts how can I best utilize them now and with this new project with the podcast um, I thought uh, well okay so guests that are coming up. The goal was to have people, the tagline that we have on our podcast is conversations with the fearless and faithful. So rather than have faithful necessarily have anything to do with actual faith or religion or God, we kind of wanted to gear it towards people that we thought were chasing after something pretty risky. We feel like most most artists really, like the average person on the street is not pursuing their real dream or real, their real passion. Like they're, they're bogged down in their desk job or whatever it is. Like they're, they've already been melted to their chair, just doing what pays the bills. And I realize that that's a necessity a lot of the time, but I think Ryan and I would get really frustrated with seeing, especially friends, uh, just get too mired down in that. And, you know, we're like, Oh, the guy's such a great writer, you know, but he's not pursuing that because he's got to pay the bills. Or this guy's such a great musician. And, um, so we just wanted to talk to people, I think, that didn't seem to have that fear or that little catch in their mind of saying, well, I better play it safe. So we talked to comics, we talked to authors, actors, a lot of musicians, again, because of me. But we just wanted to talk to people who didn't seem afraid to pursue, like, really their calling. I, Ryan and I have, have come up against this many times where it's hard enough to figure out what your calling is, let alone have the balls to pursue it, I think. I had to hit him with that register just one time. I, you know, there was a lot of truth in there. And I think the crazy thing is, you know, you're a big emphasis on just going out and taking that chance and don't letting, you know, doubts overcome. And you said something in there that honest may not catch, but you, you work in music journalism. You have all these contacts. And if I if I, if I remember correctly, not correct if I'm wrong, but you didn't really have any formal training. You kind of just went out and did it. So could you even just tell us, like, how do you begin in music journalism and then acquire such contacts like you've made over the years. Yeah, I think the, I think the biggest thing with that and some some people I think with a lot of training and a lot of schooling would would laugh at me for this, but it came down to a time where I just thought I think I just have to go do the thing. And I and I just have found over the years that that applies to a lot of things and that sounds oversimplified, but I think I just I think I used to think someone needed to give me some sort of approval or somebody needed to say, hey, now you're a music journalist or now you're a writer, whereas that's kind of counter to the arts in general. I think if you I've, I've heard the phrase, if you do something every day, you are that thing. I mean, I, I write every day. I love to just say I'm a writer. And that still feels really kind of pretentious in a way of, of like claiming that title because it's so because I respect it so much. It's so lofty. But uh, we're podcasters. You guys are podcasters. Like you, you can claim the thing that you love, and you can claim the thing that you do every day because you are practicing it. It's your hobby, it's your profession, or it's your practice. I think, I think we've given way too much weight to a lot of those titles. And really, if you, if you do something every day, if you love something and you do it all the time, guess what? Like you get to claim that. That is, that is part of who you are. Um, 
I'm sorry. What was your real question? <laughs> oh, how did I? Say? No, you 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 pretty much answered it right there. I mean, that was a great that was a great thing. I just kind of was just like you know you don't need you don't need the greed to let people know that you're qualified. That's what you kind of basically said. So uh, yeah. we, I know I guess basically appreciate it. Well, and I think that the story I go back to a lot in my in my own story is just that I was in school, I was in college, getting a degree in literature. I had no plan of what I was going to do with that. I just knew I liked English the most out of everything else. And I remember talking to a friend who was a good 10 years ahead of me, like kind of in the music business and kind of just jokingly said, you know, if I he owned this this nice, this nice, big, successful company at the time. And I kind of just asked, you know, like if I was to apply, you know, to your to your work, pathetically to your uh, company, would you rather take the person that's that comes in, you know, saying, hey, I just got my four year degree in this and that. Um, you know, but I have no experience in the music business. I've never toured. I've never, um, you know, I don't really go to shows versus somebody that's like, Hey, I dropped out of college. Uh, I've been touring the country for the last couple of years with a band and I know all the ins and outs from hands-on experience. And he's like, experience every time, experience every time. And I just thought, I, I think I'm done with school. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get a chance to finish or did you just, you just forget uh, you just went for your bachelor's? Yeah, I never I never finished. And I, I had a lot of changing views on education f- from that time on. And I'm and I'm glad. I mean, I never wanted to come across as like bratty or pretentious saying like I didn't need any of that. And I was so good that I just dropped out because that wasn't the case. But it, it kind of goes back to that approval thing, too, where I just thought I don't really need or want somebody else or an institution to tell me I'm I'm now good enough. Like I've now crossed the finish line. I think it's I think it's very important. I wish I would have taken school more seriously, but from where I am at now, I have zero regrets for quitting college. I have zero regrets for not even going back and getting my degree. I don't know. Ryan and I talk about this a lot because he's finishing up his seminary degree right now. And we kind of made a joke about, you know, when you finally have that piece of paper in your hand, like what is that? Act- are you actually going to feel feel a lot of fulfillment or is that just going to kind of go on the shelf as another thing? And I think he's kind of torn at what that's going to feel like. So I have no, I have no desire to finish school. <laughs> that used to be a very like oh. unpopular opinion, but I think more and more now people are just mm-hmm. starting their, starting their dream younger and younger. I think. Yeah. When you got the advent of people like uh, Gary, Gary V out here, and you know everyone else showing the proof in the pudding how they turned their experience into money, it's mm-hmm. definitely easy to see why people are saying, you know what, maybe hold on, college, maybe I can. Uh, do something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll probably go more and more that way in the future. I would hope so. Definitely. And also, what was some of the struggles after quitting school? Because I know, you know, it, it's it's not an easy decision to, to make at the time. And I'm sure that there were times where it was like, man, did, did I really make the right decision? So could you kind of take a look <laughs> at some of those moments? Yeah, I think it was it was a hard time to separate out from what, you know, your family and your parents want for you and what the standard has kind of become of just, you know, go to school, get your degree, figure it out after that. Or or that getting your degree was somehow a key to a uh, guaranteed job, which we all know is not true. <laughs> but that's mm-hmm. yeah, but that's kind of what sold to you a lot of your life. And so I think to realize that at the time I did was was perfect. Um, I have never to be honest, I mean, I've never really hit a hurdle as far as somebody saying, oh, well, if you had your degree, maybe we could, you know, hire you or anything like that. I've never run into that. I think, again, the experience was was the thing that sold me for a lot of people. And 
you know, I, I spent time in a van. I spent a couple of years off and on touring the country with a band and I wanted to see, I didn't want to just sit at a desk and then hear all these stories. Like I wanted to be part of it and I wanted to get my hands dirty. And I knew that that was going to be temporary, but I felt like that was just such an important part of my resume too, was to say, you know, yeah, I know how, you know, tour managing works and I've slept in a Walmart parking lot, you know, in the, in the wet, um, in the wet dirt and stuff. Like I've, I've been on the ground for these things. And so I think I, I can't, I can't really think of any hurdle as far as not having the proper education or anything other than, um, just, you know, learning trial by fire, like learning on the go, learning on the road, um, talking to as many bands and, and industry people as I could, like never knowing who was going to come in handy later, where those contacts were going to come into play. I, I, a lot of it just came down to kind of just more a social game, I think, more than anything else, which I don't think you can teach. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can definitely let them hear the money sign with that one. And, and you know what? It, it, it's, it's Once again, you've done a lot with, on the music journalism sign. Could you like just... I know you kind of gave us a little overview of why you you know chose to drop out of college and, and pursue music journalism, but I'd like to just ask, like, from your experience as a music journalist, I'm sure you, you like you said, you've been on tours, you've seen many bands, musicians come and go. Like, what has been something that I guess you've learned from that that you could tell us not only about, like, maybe music journalism, but maybe life itself? Like, what have you kind of learned in that whole time frame? Yeah, I think I think an easy thing to point to would be, like, faith development in a way, I think just traveling, I think traveling, of course, expands your mind and your, your worldview. I think getting to know and learning from other artists, um, that not everything, I think, I, I mean, I came up in the church, I came up listening to a lot of Christian music that was very, um, in the box, you know, a lot of DC talk, a lot of newsboys stuff that was like, this is safe. And, and, you know, we're all aware of that. We're all agreeing. There's nothing that's going to offend anyone in this music. There was nothing edgy, you know, about that time or about that art. And so I think expanding from that and realizing that there are different types of believers, uh, that, you know, of course there are many different belief systems, but even within the church that I grew up in, that there was, uh, so much that I didn't know. And that, you know, hitting age 13, 14 and realizing that, oh, Christians can have tattoos. Oh, Christian, some Christians actually drink beer. Like all these things that you grew up thinking like, this is what a Christian is. And this is what they are not. It's very cut and dry. So I think coming up in in an artistic kind of community, in an artistic world, just opened my eyes to, to realize that, man, there's so much that I don't know about God. There's so much I don't know about faith. There's so much I don't know about myself. And there's a million different ways to find more of it and even just traveling even traveling the country something as big as that still is just such a like drop in the bucket of what you can discover about yourself and what you're capable of if that makes sense no it does make a lot of sense and um i kind of wanted to get you you know i know you're very faithful and a faith-based man and uh that fears a lot of your decisions but what about you know being on tours and being in the music industry there could be like a lot of temptations that may go across your you know go against your religion you know, how do you, you know, how do you handle those temptations when you're faced with them and go back to, you know, being a faithful person? Yeah, thankfully, the the main band that I toured with for a few years named Fallstar, they're still still going strong out of Portland, Oregon. Um, they were all believers um, in that band. And so there was a lot of um, a lot of accountability there, which was great. 
uh, you know, they weren't a big band. This wasn't uh, a scenario where we were, you know, at hotel parties with a lot of girls or anything. We were lucky if we saw a female in a given (laughs) given week. Um, So there there wasn't a lot of chance for that. But still, there's a lot of idle time. There's a lot of um, I mean, certainly you get offered drinks, you get offered drugs like that stuff does happen, you know, at home as well. But it, it was it was interesting to see, you know, we'd stay at different people's houses. Sometimes it was just strangers that we met at the show that night, just as we'd rather sleep on a living room floor than at a Walmart again. Um, it was interesting to see that even though people knew that this was a Christian band, they talked about God from stage, uh, they prayed with people, they handed out Bibles, that we would still get to a house and people would offer us drugs. <laughs> and uh, And that's not, I mean, it's not like we were so offended and we stormed out, you know, but we just kind of laughed about it later. And especially because when we'd say, we're like, oh, you know, that's really polite of you. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. That a lot of the that the hosts that where we were staying would say, like, really? You're the first Christian band that said no. Oh, oh well. <laughs> and we just thought that was such a funny thing. And, and we weren't, you know, we weren't perfect by any means. But I think the accountability part certainly kept everyone in check. I mean, you were never you were never alone anyway. You know, everybody was by each other smelling awfully awfully terrible the whole time so i think even in, even when people did uh want to go their own way that it, it wasn't even possible and, and the conversations we had were just always some of the most honest that i've ever been a part of where someone could just blurt out that they were you know struggling with porn or whatever it was on the road so as much as there were sometimes smaller um opportunities to to slip up the kind of the brotherhood of that that group really held everything together i think Wow, that's 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 great, and that definitely good to hear for someone as you. You know you, that you didn't have to to counter a lot of trials based for your you know faith. Um, that is interesting one to hear struggles with porn. I don't never heard a phrase that way. So you know, uh, but we're just gonna glance on by that one. <laughs> we're gonna go. <laughs> I will. I want to ask. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, based off what you you're saying, I, it seems like it was a pretty. I guess tame ride, but it's, was there ever like a wild experience or just something that that was just uh, not to say insane, but just unusual to happen during your time touring with that uh, Christian band you just told us about? Uh, yeah, this is a pretty Christian answer, but we did we did for the first time a lot of us for the first time see people get healed like right in front of us. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't I don't know if you wanted like a rock star story, but. Um, <laughs> no, that, that, no, that was like your wildest, coolest thing. That's it. I mean, it's your story. You know, we're I'm, not. I'm, like, I'm sitting here like, go on. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I think there is there's a lot of times that don't don't quite translate to like a good story or exciting story, but um, just a lot of like a lot of stuff where we walked away like, okay, I thought like I knew how God worked before, or I thought I had a good grasp on it. Now I now I don't know anything about anything anymore. Um. We were on a tour. This was at the let's see this at the end of 2008, and I believe we were in Oklahoma. There was a couple ba- a couple other big bands on the tour: Sleeping Giant, Glorious Unseen, um, but just kind of these like heavier Christian bands. And at the end of it, uh, a lot of the guys from the bands came down in the crowd and just kind of asked people, you know, is anybody hurting? Anyone have any injuries? And I remember just thinking, oh yeah, like I've seen people, you know, like you pray for them, you're like, all right, hope you get better, you know, next, okay, well, you know, moving on. But these guys were praying and then and then keeping the person there and saying, okay, like, what's your pain level? And they'd say, oh, you know, now it's about an eight. It was a 10. Okay, let's pray again. And they were not stopping until it was zero. And I remember just thinking, like, I remember, like, 
just kind of being so confused and then late and then being confused that I was doubting it. Cause I was like, wait, I do say I believe all this stuff, but, there, but there was no way I was going to believe someone was going to have their knee that's in a cast healed right in front of me. And that just doesn't happen. And then it did. And we all just, I mean, there was a few people that got just healed right in front of us. And of course it just blew our minds because the people that were doing it were just so, um, or you should say the people that I guess God was doing it through were just so confident in it and just so like somebody be like, Oh my gosh, all my pain is gone. They'd be like, all right, cool. All right. Anybody else? And it was just like, wait, 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 wait. Like, let's, let's talk about this. Yeah. This is not Bible times. I didn't think that this could happen. Um, so anyways, there's several stories like that. And I think after experiences like that, of course, we just started praying for each other in the van too. Of You know, someone's just, Oh man, I've just had a killer headache all day. Just something real, real mild. And we would just like blast it with with prayer, and most of the time it would go. I mean, every time it would go away. And yeah, I mean, I guess that is a pretty incredible story. Right. <laughs> I didn't mean to downplay that. <laughs> nah, that's not. I mean, that's crazy. I feel like you know, for everyone who's trying to avoid health insurance, go mm-hmm. to a Christian right. rock show. You might get healed. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, you know, that's, that's insane. Yeah, I don't know why you downplayed that, man. I mean, that's, that's not something yeah. you see every day. That's not something you hear every day. I was not like I was. That's off the Richter. What I could even imagine. I thought you were gonna say, you know, we had a pretty aggressive tea party, but the healing thing is like <laughs> way better. So yeah. Oh, well, we never crashed. I was trying to think of any van accidents. Thank God we never crashed. Oh yeah, just yeah. a lot of breakdowns. <laughs> to be expected. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. So, I mean, kind of fast forward today, um, mm-hmm. you know, what what is Jameson Kenshin's brand right now? What What is Jameson trying to project onto the world? And how are you doing so other in other means besides the podcast? Ooh, well, besides the podcast, yeah, I mean, that, that certainly is the, the priority right now. But I still do a lot of writing on the side. Um, there's several national magazines, uh, New Noise Magazine, Outburn Magazine, um, that I've just developed kind of relationships with over the years. I've done a lot of PR work as well. I do publicity for, have you guys ever heard of the Bad Christian podcast? No, I have not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a that's a pretty big one uh, right now. But they have a couple bands that kind of fall under the Bad Christian label and their brand as well that I work with. Um, so there's, I've, yeah, several different projects going on, but I still do publicity for some of those bands. I still do some writing on the side, but... I know you said other than the podcast, but that's kind of been, I've been trying to just, <laughs> I I definitely have ADD when it comes to work. So I really wanted to only focus on Godspeed, but you find that it just spider webs into other things. And, you know, you want to, you want to make connections, of course, you want to make contacts in other areas and then figure out, okay, where do these all need to filter back to? <laughs> so with Ryan, you know, Ryan has a very busy schedule. Like I said, he's a, he's a dad of two. He's married. He has a very intense full-time job. Um, so I just want to figure out the best way to work both of us, <laughs> of course, on this podcast. Uh, but also for myself personally, not only are the conversations very important, but I would love to kind of squash my ADD with work and wholeheartedly focus on one thing. So to answer your question, it actually is Godspeed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Shoot. That's, 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 that's our better butter right now too. That you get other side. We don't completely feel you. I have, I know you haven't gotten a chance to say it just yet, but we would love to hear, you know, what, what kind of was the inspiration that brought you and Ryan together into making this podcast, the Godspeed podcast come true. 
Yeah, the the big thing I think was our conversations about faith. Uh, like I said, we'd grown up together since we were about thirteen or fourteen, and uh, met at a Christian high school. Uh, we went to separate colleges, and he he decided about midway through college that he didn't really want to do business anymore, and he thought if I'm going to say that I'm a Christian and if I'm really going to own this, then I want to really dive into it. So he quit business school. Uh, well, he finished business school and then went to uh, Multnomah Bible College to do seminary. And then uh, he was about a semester or two away from graduating. And I went to meet up with him one night and just have our usual kind of like, what's God doing in our lives conversation. And he was kind of like, I don't really think I believe this anymore. I think I'm going to drop out. So that was a huge, I mean, of course, a huge deal to him, but also I really didn't know what to say. I mean, I'd had friends, you know, not all my friends, of course, are believers, but that was the closest friend who was just like, he went from so gung-ho to just like, I'm really scared this isn't real. So that was uh, boy, four or five years ago now. And we just had, through that happening to him, um, our friendship has gotten a lot stronger, a lot more serious. We have other friends that are that are close to the two of us where we've had better discussions, better life discussions because of his, because of his change, I think. So I think the goal became, we were starting to not only have a lot of faith conversations, but a lot of talks about just where our lives were headed. We both uh, don't love our jobs and we were coming up with all kinds of different business ideas for a while. We'd, we'd meet up at a library uh, near our houses and be like, okay, let's invent an app. Okay. What app is needed? I mean, it was just like all over the place. And uh, but we always come back to talking about podcasts and and what our favorite podcasters were doing. So I think we'd ended about a two two hour um, brainstorming session with me packing up and be like, man, I wish we could just do a podcast. And he's like, let's just do that. And we just packed up and left. And that was the start of it. So um, the goal again, <laughs> long answer, but the goal really is to have not only conversations between him and I where we're saying, you know, there's, and there's a lot of podcasts like this. I mean, we certainly don't think we're the most original, but we just wanted to try to have the most honest conversations, uh, not only to invite people into that, but I mean, selfishly to have therapy of our own too, and say, uh, you know, here's how we were raised. Here's what we're trying to figure out now. Here's the things that are healthy that we're going to hang on to. Um, here are the things that are healthy that I need to discover for ourselves. So we kind of come at it. We don't want to be like, all right, an atheist and a believer. Um, he's certainly an agnostic, but we just wanted to come at it from that angle of a lot of these things aren't being talked about. And I mentioned the bad Christian podcast. That's kind of, that's their goal as well is to just say, it's a lot of stuff that's not being talked about within the church and it's leading to a lot of problems. Um, if we're preaching all this community and honesty, then why are we still setting aside certain topics? So that certainly goes along with what we want to do. And then again, talking to artists, we want to talk to people that we feel like have no fear that really they that really feel like they are pursuing their dream despite what people told them to do despite uh what the norm is we just wanted to talk to people that are a little more outside of the box and hopefully it's it's also reflects back on us and hopefully we can keep pursuing things that are risky as well yeah and that's good i mean i like the part where you're talking about you know people of the, the church sometimes don't talk about things that need to be out there but i feel like that's kind of you know like you said, an issue because, you know, you're supposed to build community and you're supposed to be honest, but if you're kind of putting up these walls um, to kind of hide some of your insecurities and you're not comfortable to talk to uh, the people of your church, then who can you talk to, you know? Yep. 
Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's why him and I had so many long conversations too. And I don't think that, I mean, he would say he would have a different story than I did, but you know, I've done counseling off and on for a few years and he's, he certainly pursued different uh, mentorships and things like that. But I do think as a whole, the church is kind of just now figuring out that they need to be a lot more open with that community. I agree for sure. And um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about maybe the, you know, marketing and how you kind of get your podcasts out there. So what's been kind of your guys' strategy on spreading the podcast and uh, getting it into the hands of the people who need it? Yeah, and I would love to hear your answer after this too, because <laughs> that's because cer- I think that's like the biggest uh, biggest best kept secret. I mean, mm-hmm. it, when we were researching before we even started, you know, I was literally just googling you know podcast marketing and ways to promote your podcast. And I was getting so many of these ridiculous things of like, hey, think about maybe putting it on iTunes, which or start a Twitter. It's like, okay, well, I I kind of I, I knew this. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think <laughs> it's. We actually just had a conversation about this the other night because we'll see spikes in some of our episodes and we have no idea why. So we uh, we're just now kind of getting more so into the analytics of it all. Anyways, that's the boring part um, that I'll ask you about off air. But I think (laughs) no, I think it's uh, a big thing for me. And just like why we're talking right now is connecting with other podcasters. Um, When I started to do that, even just as small as on Twitter, which is how you guys and, and me started talking was. Uh, that a lot of people were telling me that like the podcast community is very helpful and very nice. And I just thought, Oh, well that's, you know, that's fine. That's just like anything else. But I feel like so many people like will respond to you right away. Uh, they will add you back. They will go trade you for a, for a review or rating or whatever. And uh, I think, I mean, we've only been going since about November and, and we've heard, We've heard good and bad. The first uh, podcast I was on called Forgetting Walls, they've been around for a little while and they saw our numbers and were really impressed. And I thought, well, okay, maybe it does have no gauge for how this is supposed to go. But at the same time, practical answer, we have a lot of artists on. We have a lot of comics, a lot of musicians, getting them to talk about it, getting them to just, you know, send out that quick tweet or whatever. I think that's been, that's really been probably everything so far. What about you guys? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, <laughs> definitely um, uh, 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 here's a little bit to what you're saying. We we see spikes. We see, you know, the episodes that don't do as well. We're asking why and episodes that we don't expect to do well, like doing well. So yep. I think for us, the main thing that uh, I can attest to on my side is that we have the consistency. So I, I like to believe that we have people that, you know, they expect every Tuesday that there's a new episode that get us out. And I like to believe that every time we release one, that number kind of grows. And we have the numbers that kind of like, you know, we, it used to be for me. And I remember when we first started out, like we would be lucky if we had 16 plays of an episode by the weekend, you know, before Saturday. Now, you know, we're entering the weekend with like 38 or or 50 plays. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, of uh, it's kind of remembering, you know, the the, the old times, and then kind of get the new time. Because over in my head, I'm still over that 16 hump. Like I always like watching episode uh, plays go over 16 because it's, it's like an old, you know, reinforced <laughs> habit. But yeah. um, 
we're we, you know we we attest to the same thing uh you know we ask our guests to tweet out and then um support and that that gives us good numbers that helps spikes it but i think on our end the best thing that we do is we consistently drop an episode on the same date same time every week so it's kind of like even if people aren't listening, they can go back and see, okay, these guys have established their routine. Because I think that's what hurts a lot of people who, who um, podcast is um, mm-hmm. we were always told, you know, you got to get past the first five. Because, you know, it's easier to quit before your first five episode release. And then mm-hmm. it's easier to even quit when you say, oh, well, you know, the podcast isn't that great. I'm going to take a week off. And, you know, I, I, you know, I don't feel like doing it this week, too. So now you're gone two weeks and it's like you, you give up. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen podcasts where they had a great idea, great concept, but they can't make it past second episode because they probably think, oh, no one's listening anyways. Right. But um, I just, like I said, for us, our big thing is consistency. Um, I mean, Paul, how do, what do you think about it? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a huge part, consistency. And then also just creating great content. I mean, mm-hmm. the podcasts that I see do really well, and then what we're you know implementing on our end is just putting out something that kind of sticks, whether it be um, a good clip of their their podcast, or some kind of image or promotional item that uh, acts like a good question, and like they have a community of people that kind of respond or retweet, or you know, just getting that engagement of of your your audience. Um, we had a guy on last week who uh, also does a podcast uh, who really just focused on you know getting his email uh, list up to where mm-hmm. you know, surveys on, you know, how can I, uh, what, what are you guys looking for for my podcast? And uh, those people kind of responded and he adjusted his podcast, even changed the name of it based on his response. So, oh, wow. yeah, so just like uh, little things, talking to the people, talking to the podcasters, like you said, really mm-hmm. help us kind of grow and spread, spread this message. So, um, yeah. That's that's what you know we kind of do, and we're growing every week, so we're trying to keep that train going. Yes, and oh, one little thing that 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 I think is important from our last week episode that um, I think podcasters should uh, definitely remember is your audience is more than likely not who you think it is. Um, that's what he learned. Um, uh, our, our guest last week, uh, Kwame, he learned that his audience, you know, he was thinking that he was talking to just like regular people or, you know, but he found out that people that listen to his podcast are people that are making, you know, six figures or more. So <laughs> that definitely kind of changed up how he uh, attacks his uh, shows now. So I think that's the best thing that, uh, I personally have heard is like to figure out what your real audience is because, you could be thinking, all right, maybe people like this like it, but it turns out you're in a different segment, and it's, it really makes makes things a little bit more, I guess, easier to to kind of deal with that. Okay, what can I do to really pop out now that I know who uh, who's listening and what they like? Yeah, yeah, and that's like I said, we're we're just now getting a little bit more into the analytics of it all because I I do want to know who's listening where and and the age group and stuff. But you're right, I think just like with the episode where you're like, all right, we got this great episode. We got this huge name. Let's just watch it blow up. And you're like, really? That's it. <laughs> I think there's, there is a lot that's just so unpredictable. Yeah. But we try right. to do fun stuff too. I mean, we try to do giveaway. If we have an artist on and he's got a new record coming out next week, you know, like we want to do a giveaway. We try to give away books and stuff too. And um, I think part of that even is just, not only is that just fun that you could win something, but we we genuinely want people to hear and read what we're promoting. You know, like we have this author on because Ryan and I love this book. You know, we want other people to see it. So 
I think that's been a helpful, like fun little thing too. Mm-hmm, it is, and that definitely is stuff that audiences, members love and key in for free stuff because who doesn't want free <laughs> stuff? An opportunity to get free stuff, just the old that's adage. Right. But Jameson, I mean, you you kind of blown our minds today. You you. you Definitely delivered and let us know about not only the Gossip Podcast, but music journalism itself. And you've kind of definitely held our hands. You took us throughout the years and what you've been doing and what led you to today. So we thank you for it. But I think it's time we hit you with the famous Educate Hustle two-piece, no biscuit. Those are the final two questions of the episode <laughs> today. The first one, as you know, as a fan of the show, it's always easy, but, you know, got to get through it. How can the people connect and reach with you? Oh yeah, Twitter is the is certainly the big one. Just Godspeed Podcast. We take a lot of listener um, submissions as far as questions for our guests as well. You can do that at Twitter at our Twitter Godspeed Podcast. Also, GodspeedPodcast at gmail dot com. So we did that recently with Stephen Christian from Amberlynn. Asked some fan questions, and I think uh, I mean they're great questions. And then you get to hear your name and get some shout out for your Twitter. So it's the best thing you can do is connect with us there. Ooh, okay. And now, no pressure, just the last (laughs) question of the podcast experience. You know, the last words that our listeners are going to hear from you today. What are some imparting wisdom you can leave to our audience? I'm going to say Nike stole it, but it's kind of just do it. It's kind of, uh... (laughs) (laughs) no, uh... Nike, yeah, I've been I've been saying that since '83. Um, no, I think you know I I always still kind of laugh at that when people say like you got to just do the thing. But after a while, when you when you look back at your own career, I do feel like you that that is the thing. It's people will say like, well, how do I get started? Or like, do I need to, again? Do I need to get my degree? Do I need to intern? You know, do an internship? There's all these things that you could do for sure. But there now there's just so many opportunities to just start doing your thing. If it's writing, if it's music journalism, start a blog, start a Tumblr. That is, you're going to get experience, and that is growing your resume right there. You get to you get to decide kind of your own fate and your own starting point with a lot of this stuff. So, just start somewhere. Boom. Just do it. Boom. <laughs> and I think, man, I don't know if they heard me in the back row. Boom. That was Jameson <laughs> right there delivering the gems. Nike stole it. But hey, like everything else, you just do it right. I mean, you've been a revelation. We, we're so excited to have you on. I know it started from a simple tweet and just telling you, hey, check us out. And you checked us out and you liked it. And you said, hey, let's go on. To, let me be on the show. And we're just honored to have you as our guest today. And I, I mean, as you should know, podcasting world is all love. And we appreciate you coming on today. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Paul and Amelia. It was really great. And there you have it, folks. That's Jameson Ketchum giving that Godspeed that you need. Emilio, what you think, man? Man, as always, a great show. And I saw you did there the Godspeed that you need. I was a, <laughs> that was a little something. I, I, I appreciate the little tidbit there. But it was a great show. <laughs> um, I think Jameson really came on here and displayed what he knows about not only his faith, but his journalism. And the cool thing is he's a fellow podcaster. That's two weeks in a row we've had another podcaster on. They just get it. They, they understand the interview hustle. They understand the time constraints. So it's nice to know that we were able to get someone on that knows all about the medium. But he's doing a lot of great things, and I really am excited to hear what's next because I really do feel like we're not going to hear. That wasn't the last you heard of him, you know? 
Yeah, most definitely. Um, I really connected with his story. I mean, being able to go on a, a music tour with the Christian band, um, you know, I'm sure everybody's eyes, or at least the mainstream eyes, kind of be like, eh, I don't know where this is going. But uh, to hear his stories uh, about, you know, someone getting healed at a concert or just the struggles that he had to go through, sleeping in the back of a bus, sleeping on the ground in front of a Walmart. I mean, it really uh, shows how much this man really believes in his dreams to to make those sacrifices uh, that are necessary to get what, at the end of the day, you want in life. And having those stories to be able to tell uh, to you know our show and whatever other show that he goes on, um, is going to be the key for this man to to spread his brand, spread his podcast, and continue to do what he loves because that's what Educated Hustle is all about is bringing on people that love to do what they do and is are not taking no for an answer. So uh, his show is very similar, Godspeed Podcast on iTunes. He's interviewing people who have no fear and use fear to motivate them to do their dreams and make their work better. So check it out, man. Y'all, y'all better check that out, man. He gave me two of the best episodes to, to look out for. So I definitely got to put those on the docket when I'm uh, going through my podcast every week. So uh, I encourage you guys to do the same. Glowing review from my co-host. You don't get to everybody. So Jameson, you know, you definitely got blessed right there. Cause ballers would really be going out and breaking the bread for as anybody comes on the show. But I think now that's a good segue into leading into what, of course, everyone's been waiting for. The favorite moment of podcast, Educators Experience. How you, yes you, can reach us. Educators can reach you a variety of different means on social media. We're on Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word, Educate Hustle. There you post snaps, behind the scenes videos, just to let you know what's going on. And of course, give you that inspiration you need throughout the week. We are also on Instagram at Educate Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educate Hustle Podcast. Once again, same story as Snapchat, inspirational videos, episode updates I'm about to expect. And of course, some inspirational words from Paul. And what more could you want? You could also follow us on Facebook and like our page at Educate Hustle. That's two words, Educate Hustle. You know you reached the right page because you'll see that logo that you guys all know and love. And now I have to take a break from that plugging to dive right back into some more plugging. If you have not already, please, please, please rate and review the show on iTunes. It's a very easy process. All you need to do is go to iTunes or click the iTunes app on your phone. Can't really miss it. It's purple. Search Educate Hustle. You'll see our show logo click it in the middle of the screen is going to say review hit that button and then give us them stars now we can't tell you how many stars to get but i think we're i think we're a five star society around here so if you could rate us write a little something sweet and nice it could be as easy as it's lit to something long complex deep and thought-provoking as it's still lit we'll take all suggestions please 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 if you have not rated review because it leads to not only better shows but it leads to better guests which leads to higher ranks on the itunes charge which in turn leads to more educated hustle for everyone now i have to get out of that plugin to go back to my original plugin you can follow us on twitter at educator underscore hustle once again that is educator underscore hustle you have daily interactions tweets just all the crazy things that you could think of because guess what it all comes right to me and paul's phone so you're going to get a response instantly and then last but not least if you feel the connection if you feel like we really made you think about something differently you want to collab on the show you want to be on the show do not hesitate to email us at 
EducateHustlePodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is EducateHustlePodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And you know you got to lead us out, bro. Lead us out. People, people, people. Jameson made a whole career on just doing. Don't think about it. Just do it. You, you have to do the same thing because if you always ask yourself the doubts, the hesitations, and what, what, what could happen, you'll be paralyzed with fear and you'll never get to achieve the best thing in life is to do something because I guarantee you the doers are in a much better position than the people who don't. Yes, sir. And as always, you got to stay educated and keep hustling.